Hello, and welcome to Priority Status by JPR. I'm Emma Hartnerman, Managing Director at our UK office, and today I'm thrilled to be speaking with Andrew Cooney, General Manager of the Hari Hotel in London. We've been lucky enough to work with Hari for over five years, and I've had the privilege of getting to know Andrew very well and spending lots of time at this very special hotel. Andrew joined the Hari as General Manager in 2014. In this position, he oversaw the transition from a Thompson-managed hotel named Belgraves to an independent boutique in August 2016, and the Hari has grown from strength to strength under his guidance. The success has been reflected in the Hari's London's TripAdvisor positioning, rocketing from 30th to 6th in just four years. In 2017, Andrew oversaw the opening of Il Pampero, the hotel's modern Italian restaurant, which has quickly become a destination in its own right, loved by the locals and overseas clients. In the words of Condonest Traveller, the Hari is a very personable, well-connected London home from home tucked away in leafy Belgravia. It's a beautiful secret hotel for romantic liaisons or a weekend break, taking in a show or an exhibition, shopping on Sloane Street, and then stretching out for an indulgent Sunday morning. Listen in as Andrew shares his answers in our Five Questions With series, including why the Hari is so passionate about philanthropy, art, its people, and why embracing the neighborhood is so important to this popular boutique hotel. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to hear all about the Hari and also to hear all about you and how you got into the industry and what plans there are for the hotel this year. Um, So thank you again for making time. It's a pleasure. Great to be here. So as you know, the podcast layout is that we do five questions with, and we'd just love to start by kicking off um, to hear about how did you get to this place in your career? um, And when did you first realize that you wanted to work in the hotel industry? Well, let's go to the latter part of the question. How did I start? I went to a hotel on holiday with my parents and it was a tiny hotel. It was only about 14 rooms down in Cornwall. And whether or not it was because my parents couldn't afford to pay the bill, I ended up working in the hotel for the summer. And uh, it was run by the most eccentric lady I've probably ever come across in hospitality. She drank like a fish and um, just ran the hotel with such independence and style that uh, she was a real character and it, it inspired me. I just thought she was terribly funny, but nonetheless couldn't have been more hospitable. And, you know, she really cared about people having a great time. So that's how I started. And I just spent a, a month there working for her and then, you know, went through the whole process of, uh, I, I didn't go to university. I just then went to uh, work in the hotel group that was part of Forte at mm-hmm. the time. And uh, yeah, started in the kitchens, bounced out of A-levels into school, uh, sorry, from school into uh, a kitchen, which was a bit of a culture shock, I guess, in many respects. And I think at that point, you you either make the decision you're going to stay or you're going to go and leave the industry altogether. But no, I, I, I had a passion for it and uh, I've been with it ever since. And here I am at the Harry. I've been here nine years. I've operated uh, pretty much at the luxury level throughout my time, but I've run everything up to a thousand bedroom hotel. And here I am now running 85 bedrooms in Belgravia, which I could not be happier about. I think uh, it's just such a wonderful part of town. And I'm very, very lucky to have probably the best team I've ever worked with in my entire career. It really is such an incredible place. I couldn't agree more. Um, And you just do so much for the community and your team. Do you think now with hospitality being what it is, 
that people start like you, you know, right from the beginning and the sort of ground root level? Or do you think that's something of the old days where, you know, you start at making beds and in the kitchen? Yeah, I mean, you can take a more academic route, but I think hands-on experience really is essential. I mean, I look at my daughter, uh, she's 17, and she's just started working in a hotel. She's still at school, but she seems to spend more time at the hotel than she does at school. She's not going to thank me for this because she knows that I'm not entirely approving out. of the whole thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but there's somebody who's clearly got it in her system that, you know, she can do hospitality and she's really achieving some good things already very quickly, working as a waitress in uh, in our local hotel. But it inspires me that, you know, there's somebody who just throws himself at it and doesn't grumble about, you know, hours or um, expectation, pressure. And that's very, very positive thing to witness. And I just encourage more of that, you know, give people. Mm -hmm. So where she is, she's evidently working in an environment where they make her happy. They motivate her and they stimulate her. And she just gets on with the job and does a great job. So, you know, there's a lesson to all of us. Just keep Absolutely. thinking about the environment you provide, um, particularly for youngsters like that, because otherwise we're not going to nurture it and we're not going to encourage it. That's so true. What, what's your stance on hospitality industry? I know there's been a lot of obviously negative publicity around staff shortages. Do you think things are turning a corner? Yes, I do. And I think it's time to stop whining and, uh, you know, let's get on with it now. Recruitment has got a lot more straightforward uh, and it's very easy to just keep throwing your arms up in the air and say, we can't find anybody. Get back to the basics. Give Mm -hmm. a great environment for people to work in. Give them... Support network. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just about pay, but then do look at the other benefits that you offer. Mm -hmm. You know, as an industry, we've been a little bit backward. And I think salaries have sort of bounced into a place now where we are sort of deemed to be a lot fairer. Yeah. But, you know, just look at the other things that you offer. And uh, I think we'll come on to well-being at some stage in this conversation. And I think that that's very much part of my ethos that you've got to look after people. Absolutely. And you can really feel that when you walk in the doors here. Everyone that stays from a journalist and a consumer point of view always says that the Hari is then you home from home. And that's all down to your team and the service that you offer. Mm. So art is such an, a strong theme at the Hari. So why is this important to you and the team here? Um, and what are the special art activations that are happening at the hotel this year? Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you walk into a hotel, one of the, the first impressions you get of a place is what is the artwork? And I personally think that therefore it needs to be something that's living and breathing within the building and not something that's static. So we change our art three or four times a year across the whole building. We partner with galleries. We work with a company called Space for Art, who are a great ally for us because they therefore curate whatever we do here. So we've currently got an exhibition of art from a gallery called Atlas Gallery. It's all black and white photographs dating back to as early as 1940s. And they're so beautiful. We're just sitting in the wonderful meeting room at the Hurry and you can see that they are just really spectacular and, and hark back to a very glamorous era, don't they? They are very glamorous. But I think if you come and stay here, you can stay four times in the year and see different artwork every time you come. Everything's available for sale as well. Amazing. Do you um, have guests who want yeah, to we buy do. pieces? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's why it works so well. Then we've also initiated last year uh, the Harry Art Prize. And I think that sort of backs up our whole message that we're very passionate about art. So what we try to do with the Harry Art Prize is 
uh, encourage uh, young artists, those that have just come out of college, those that are just breaking into the art scene to submit works. And we had over 400 entries last year for our, our maiden voyage of the prize. Uh, so this year we're expecting even more. And we have a pretty impressive panel of judges that look at what has been sent in mm-hmm. uh, and whittle it down to a very small shortlist and then choose a winner and two follow-up prizes. And the winner actually receives £10,000 in cash. Which is incredible and actually a lot more generous than other art prizes. Totally, totally. I mean, if you submit a piece for the Sky Portrait Painter of the Year or the, uh, I think it's the Watercolour of the Year, you get £10,000, but you also have to submit a piece of work. Mm -hmm. And we don't even lay lay down that condition. Uh, And last year's prize was just, it was fantastic. It was won by a young gentleman who uh, was about to give up. He was really persevering with his career. And like any young artist, it's a struggle. Mm. until you break into the scene and uh, and he won we were so proud of him and uh, he's going from strength to strength now so that's what i believe we're really accomplishing something if we can support people and then get them that break they need definitely and what about the runner-ups they then do they come and stay at the hotel and they, have they, they have a month's residency here phenomenal yeah. Yeah. it's almost hard to choose do you you know want the prize money in first place because second and third is as good to come and do residency well if you month. can if you get a, a bedroom in a hotel for a month yeah um, phenomenal. And goodness knows we have to coat the rooms in plastic because some of them get a little bit uh enthusiastic audacious with their uh their flicking of paint everywhere but uh, yeah no it's uh it's really, really uh, satisfying just to know that you know somebody can come here and uh, can focus on their work, mm-hmm. get some motivation from the environment they're in. Absolutely. You also have terrific F&B offerings at the hotel um, and a really strong neighbourhood loyal following. Mm-hmm. It's just got such a wonderful atmosphere when you walk in the doors. You can, as I've mentioned, you know, it's very much home away from home and, and the locals just love it as a place to relax after work or come for brunch, dinner and, and really special terrace. Can you tell us about what's happening this year across F&B? Yeah, of course. We're very lucky. We have a, a fabulous Italian restaurant, which is called Il Pampero. And the testament to its success is that the locals use it. So when a resident checks into the hotel here and walks down to the restaurant and they see a vibe in there already because the locals want to use it, it really does stimulate even more usage. So it's it's been a real success and we're very, very happy about that. And we've got a relatively new chef here whose passion for his home cooking Mm-hmm. and using good quality produce and products, which he sources a great deal from Italy, obviously, mm-hmm. but then also a lot of local produce as well. So, uh, yeah, we're very proud of what we've accomplished in there. And then we've got a bar that we see a lot of people coming and just using throughout the day as somewhere to just to base themselves. So mums come in after they've dropped off at school, people come in and have working lunches. And then in the evening, it just takes on, again, another community of people that just come in for cocktails, love what we're doing in terms of keep refreshing the cocktail menu, Mm -hmm. keep refreshing the wine lists. And they look spectacular, the cocktails as well, the creativity and the well, art. I, and the, the horrid thing about my job is I have to just check every single one of them. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But you have helped me out on that a few occasions. Yes, so I, I do love cocktails. Let's not go any further with that one. Uh, but then on the terrace, we have a terrace which uh, has a retractable roof, so it's a lovely outdoor space in the summer. Uh, this year we're partnering up with um, Malfi Gin, and uh, we're going to have a Tuscan-themed installation on the terrace which uh, I think is going to be great fun, the Tuscan menu. Absolutely. So if you can't get away to Tuscany this summer for whatever reason, 
just come to the Harry and uh, you can experience it up there. It's, it's going to be a lovely. A fraction of the price and just as beautiful. I would say so. Um, it really is such a hidden gem, that hidden courtyard. Yeah, I mean, it's served us very well. And uh, I know a lot of people think it's on the roof. It's not. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of in the middle of the building. It's kind of best of both worlds, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a courtyard meets rooftop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have that live wall with all the beautiful shrubbery and plants. Yes, little bit of you know sustainability thrown in right there in the heart of the hotel yeah precisely uh which brings which on brings to our next, next question there i thought, we you, go. Were, I there thought we go. you might go there <laughs> um so you've recently um added both a well-being and sustainability lead to your team how did this come about and what was the reason behind the hirings because that's really special i don't think any other hotel in london has both a well-being and sustainability members of the team. No, I don't think they do. And uh, to me, I think very much out of COVID, when it was all over, we felt that there was a sense of, I think a lot of people found it very difficult to adjust coming back out of lockdown, back into the hotel and starting to work again. And I think mental health was a very, very key topic that you couldn't just brush aside. So we employed somebody specifically to look after well-being so the role is pretty much in two halves one half is to look at the benefits that we provide people so back to what we were talking about recruitment and just to make sure you know it's not just that we have a chiropodist you know there are plenty of other things that go on you know we've got a somebody who gives back therapy we've got um we have a, a, a counselor so if somebody wants to talk more seriously about their well-being they can do that in a very private fashion but it's something that we provide we're providing all sorts of medical services wonderful uh, so there's that side of the role, but then the other side of the role is just to be uh, somebody to talk to. And uh, we, we do a weekly surgery where Sam, who's our uh, wellbeing manager, his role is partially just to be there to talk to and give guidance and give advice. And he's trained in this, so it's not like he's just doing it from a base of no experience. How special. That really is unique. And, and then from I'm- a sustainability aspect i suddenly i think it was when the cop conference took place up in uh, glasgow and everybody was talking about sustainability in this country and i felt that you know after a number of years here we were just ticking boxes every year and not really throwing our, ourselves right behind it mm-hmm. so we employed somebody specifically to really get us engaged in the process of converting the building in all aspects, you know, to eventually, you know, our, our carbon targets. But in the meantime, just looking at things like, you know, how do people travel to work? What sort of amenities do we offer in the bedrooms? What plastic are we using? How are we recycling? How are we looking after our waste disposal? Uh, so they've really taken a grip of it. And uh, I sense that, you know, we've made some huge shifts uh, and we're looking in the next couple of weeks for some pretty serious accreditation. Wonderful. Because sustainability for London hotels is notoriously hard, isn't it's it? It's very difficult because in a lot of instances, space is just very, very tight. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you don't have a lot of storage. You don't have a lot of space to recycle in the ways that potentially you would want to. So you've got to start being very creative about your solutions. And then there's also the attitudinal thing that you know people are a little bit half-hearted about you know what they think about sustainability. And it's greenwashing. There's a lot of people that say... They're doing sustainability, but it's just to tick boxes and, and look good. And, and I said, greenwash. That's very true. And there's also the aspect that, you know, people sniff at it as if it's removing yourself from luxury. Mm. And it's, you know, if you suddenly put pump toiletries into a bathroom, how do you keep that as a luxury experience rather than just looking like that you're dumbing down your offering? And I think that's very, very key. So it's always been part of our filter here. 
Mm-hmm. The guest is never going to feel that their experience is diminished in any way. And sustainability, as you talked about with your wellbeing expert, that then just, just leads into also how you are supporting local communities through the art prize. So that kind of all falls into the socioeconomic side of sustainability as well, doesn't it? I've always felt that a hotel, wherever it's located, should be a hub of its community so that people feel connected to the hotel, whether or not they're going to use it for food and drink or whether or not it's a place to meet in. The hotel has to give something back as well for that engagement to really ignite. I, therefore, am very proactive in getting involved in the local community and just making sure that the hurry is very much the forefront of people's minds in terms of a place to be in Belgravia. That's brilliant and so interesting and actually um, ties in very nicely to our next question, which is about the next chapter to the Hari, because you're nearly finishing a fresh renovation project with the celebrated interior designer Tara Bernard. What can guests expect on their next visit? Well, the hotel opened approximately 10 years ago, so it was time for a good refresh. And whilst we've always looked after and maintained the product in a very, very high standard, you start to look at things and think, you know, from a technological perspective, you know, where do I plug my phone in? Where do I, is there a USB port? Is it easy to work in this room? Do I really want to sit at a desk anymore underneath the television? Or would I prefer just to sit at a comfortable table? So we've looked at the ergonomics of the room and come up with some solutions, which I think are a lot more of this era increase the sort of comfort in terms of looking at some of the fabrics we're using, uh, looking at the uh, fixtures and fittings of the room, so that there's an elegance that I've always felt that our rooms have, which is now sort of transcended to a, a, a new era. Where function meets fashion. Precisely. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so it's very exciting. We can't wait to sort of unravel it and let everybody see it. Yes. And when will that be, the unravelling? We are starting to unravel now. So uh, people are giving us some great feedback and uh, we'll have everything really up and ready by the beginning of June. Just in time to kick off summer. Yeah, I think so. We've got a busy summer ahead of us. Uh, periods like uh, Chelsea Flower Show and Wimbledon are looking exceptionally busy. So it's very, very encouraging that as we start to sort of bloom like the flowers of, uh, of Chelsea, we're able to showcase that in a great new start for the hotel. And a lot of the priority status listeners are predominantly American. Yes. Um, and the Hari is much loved amongst the US audience, isn't it? So I'm sure this next um, product offering is going to go down really well with your stateside guests. I really believe so. The US has always been our biggest market. We love working with uh, with our, our colleagues in the USA and welcoming uh, people here from uh, across the country. East Coast to West Coast, we have a fabulous following, a lot of very loyal and regular guests. It's brilliant. You can see that as you walk in and hear lots of really international voices um, throughout the different spaces. That takes us to the end of our five questions with priority status. No! Yes, short but sweet. Thank you so much, Andrew. That's me, short and sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you again. And um, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thanks, Emma.